0: Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up-to-date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.
1: Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. It's our 68th episode. This month, I'm again joined by Andy, our tech guy at GPS Training. Welcome, Andy, to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Hello, everyone. Have you been up to much over the last month, Andy? Well, we've been down in Gloucestershire doing our very first
0: GPS training course in Gloucester. That
1: and that was... went well. It was nice and sunny, I see.
0: yeah the second day was nice and sunny. The first day wasn't so good, but we had a nice uh, sunny second day in Gloucestershire, so it was nice to go to a new location.
1: Very good. And then we've got a busy month ahead. I was just been there. Uh, what have we got? I'm going down. This is, we're recording this on Monday. go out on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I'm heading down to the South Downs. I'm doing back-to-back garment courses. I've got a back-to-back course on Thursday and Friday. And then a course on Saturday and Sunday. And I've just seen Andy that the majority of people on the Thursday, Friday, all but one, are Mac users, so it's going to be a Mac oriented course. That's it's good. going to be good. And then the following week you're away to the Peak District, Sat map course on the Friday.
0: And then Garmin Sunday, Saturday, Saturday,
1: Saturday and Saturday. Sunday. Sorry,
0: because it's Sunday and Monday, Saturday and Sunday. Garmin in the peak districts, yeah.
1: 12th and 13th, so it's the 11th is the Friday, 12th and 13th of March is Garmin. And then you have a weekend off, and then you've got a Northumberland course on the 26th and 27th of March. Yep, Garmin, yeah. That's fantastic. Busy month ahead. So if you are going to join us on one of the courses, We really look forward to seeing it. There are a couple of places left on um, all the courses. I think the South Downs is sold out this weekend. I think there's one or two places left on all the other courses. So if you do fancy joining Andy or or myself, please just go to our website and book onto one of our courses. So in this month's GPS Training Podcast, it's been an exciting month for lots of new products. So we're going to look at two of those. We'll look at the Garmin InReach Mini 2, and then we're going to look at the Garmin Instinct 2 GPS watch. And then, of course, we've got Andy's top tips. So without further ado let's get on with this month's GPS training podcast so the first thing on this month's podcast is a look at the Garmin inReach Mini 2. First of all Andy people don't know what is the Garmin inReach Mini?
0: So what the inReach Mini is is a very small lightweight compact device that lets you if you're off the grid So you've got no mobile phone signal and you're worried about communicating with friends and family or if you unfortunately had an accident or came across someone who's had an accident, it allows you using an SOS button to summons help, using satellites, so it's not using mobile data at all, so it's sending a message to, if you were in Great Britain, it would be the likes of the Mountain Rescue who would get that message. So it's an emergency device for sending an SOS message, something's happened to you, or quite simply, you just want friends and family to be able to track you, see where you are, know you're okay, and you just send messages to friends and family just saying, yep, everything's okay, having a good time, we've been a bit delayed, things like that, but using satellites rather than mobile data, so really for when you go off the
1: grid. Fantastic. So we do need a subscription for this to work, don't we? Yep.
0: Yeah, so you pay either a monthly subscription, if it's something you're going to be using all the time and you're often, um, you know, we're doing, whether it be fell runs, hikes, cycle rides, and a lot of the time we don't realise there's a lot of places in Great Britain where we have got limited mobile phone coverage you would potentially then look to pay just every month and you know it's always activated and ready to use they do have some packages called freedom packages where you could say well actually i've got this month where i'm going away somewhere where i know i'm going to struggle with mobile data i'll just pay for that one one month it does work out a little bit more for that one month compared to a normal month but of course it means you're not committed to paying every single Month, um, it's just, to... like
1: a, just like a mobile phone contract, isn't it? We, I know they, ah, they start from about
0: 12 if you were paying every month, twelve ninety five, and I just think for peace of mind. Being able to, you know, do that, friends and family see where you are, send messages or the SOS button. Um and then the second package up, which I, I don't feel you need to go past this as a $24.99 a month, but you have got twelve ninety-five a month is what they call the safety package.
1: And the key thing with the Garmin Inreach technology is two-way satellite communications. Well, there's lots of cheaper trackers out which you just send messages but you can't receive it. This is usually Iridium satellites, isn't it, for two-way satellites? Yeah,
0: I should have said, actually, when you send that message, it's not a case of just pressing the button and sitting there thinking, I assume someone's coming. For your own peace of mind, you do actually get a message back that you can read on the screen of the GPS or if paired with the app that we put on your phone, you can get that message on the phone. And it's the same with friends and family. If you were to send them a message just saying, yep, being a bit delayed, we haven't got a mobile signal don't panic. If they send a message back, you can read that message. So it is two-way communication with the text messages as well.
1: If People don't know what it looks like. Just Google it. Just put InReach Mini Two into Google, and you'll see exactly what it looks like. Really smart. because it's quite smart, compact, very lightweight. Uh, device. So we've had the InReach Mini, well, it, well we didn't know on well, the InReach Mini 1, but we've started with the InReach Mini 1 for a number of years now, and that's just been updated with the latest InReach Mini 2, which looks very, very similar. So Andy, what are the key differences quickly as we work through um, to, uh, to with the new InReach Mini yeah. 2? Yeah, so
0: really the, the, the big difference from the InReach Mini 1, we start with battery life, has an improved battery in the unit so we're now getting um up to 14 days with 10 minute tracking um whereas on the older unit that was sort of 90 hours so 14 days is a big increase you can actually if you set it um at the activity recording um 30 minutes so this is so friends and family can see where you are every 30 minutes we're actually suddenly looking at an impressive 30 days battery phenomenal idea, so just to go off the beaten track for nearly a month um and potentially be getting 30 days battery i mean there's other ways you can increase the battery life um but that is one of the main things it's the battery that's changed that's the first thing
1: and the big key difference is the next one which is really trackbacks and navigation isn't it really? yeah so
0: they've added in some navigation features now so that we're not saying it's going to take away from that big handheld device that you might have with color maps um all the other other sort of products that we sell for navigational but just as a bit of a backup um if you've got the in mini with you and we've talked about the safety and the sos functions it will actually do some of the features of a handheld device yes it doesn't have maps it's a small monochrome screen but that's what gives us the great battery life but what you can now do is record an activity recording a bit like we do on a handheld gps device of where you've walked a little breadcrumb trail so an emergency you can follow that breadcrumb trail back to the start a bit like the experience we have i suppose on an E-trex 10 black and white unit um
1: I tell you, I don't know if you saw the video I did. I went for a walk out to Holy Island with it, and I actually put the experience, the navigation experience, very much down to a watch. Yeah. Because all the terminologies there, Corsair, the arrows they got, and actually nobody's gonna see this in the podcast. But I've got the Garmin Instinct Two on my wrist. Yeah. The navigation experience of the InReach Mini, I felt was very similar than that rather than a GPS unit with the you know the directional arrow and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so you
0: have a little arrow pointer that'll yeah. point you to the next track point if you're doing the track point oh. um, sorry, the track back on the unit where you're recording this activity.
1: But a lot of the terminology the navigational yeah. terminology was very much more like a watch courses. Yeah, definitely. It's not it's not root it's courses, it's the same arrow. And I kinda of thought, is this kind of the way we're kind of going, really. Is, I think it was, it's
0: copying things from the watches, it is, you're right. yeah, right. The same um,
1: terminology rather than a handheld unit because we've ever thought oh, it's like an E Trex 10, which people don't know as a basic unit. But actually, when I started walking, I don't know if it was just the screen, I don't know. It's <laughs> everywhere. This is more like a an lot instinct. of the menus
0: are like the watches. Yeah. For those you're familiar with, the Phoenix watches or the Instinct watches, so yeah, I mean, the navigation we're talking about the track back, but John's mentioned courses, which is the terminology we use in a watch for a route so you can actually send a gpx file mm-hmm. to the unit a bit like we'd send a route to a handheld device or a watch and then you can follow that on the device yes black and white line but it's still there as a little bit of backup and i think what's helping with this linking into what we're talking about here the navigational features it's actually got an electronic compass so we wouldn't have an electronic compass to be honest on an E-Trex 10 no. so any of you who doesn't know what that means it just means when you're standing still with the unit and you've got a course loaded on the unit or you're looking at a track back a breadcrumb trail as you turn with the unit the screen turns with you so the pointer is pointing you in the right direction even when you're stationary whereas the etrex 10 we mentioned you have to be moving for it to be pointing you in the right direction so I think having the electronic compass is brilliant and I think finally the fact it's now got what we call multi GNSS so it's picking up um, the
1: GPS,
0: um, GPS American system, the GLONASS, the Galileo system, lots of satellites together. So it's just to give a quicker and more accurate fix, which not only helps when you're using it as a navigational device, but when it's actually sending those SOS Um, so not even the SOS track points there, where you've got friends and family tracking you it's a quicker fix when it gets that fix to send that point of where you are
1: I'm amazed that we've actually improved the battery life by bringing in more satellites because what we've seen on some of the watches is when we bring in more satellites it destroys the battery life but what we've done with this inReach Mini is now we can use the navigational satellites as well as the 2 way satellite communication but we've got this phenomenal improvement of battery life so it just shows how technology's moved on i mean
0: potentially putting the multi-band on i'll talk about that later on when we go through some tips it will decrease the battery a little bit it's something we need to test a little bit more but i have got some other tips to give you on saving battery so i suppose bear in mind when garmin quote the battery figures it is based on a few settings that we'll talk about when we go into the tips but yeah it's just you know the battery life's the big thing but i think it is having some navigational features on it now um that's what they've really added
1: and it works with Garmin Explore app again now everything's starting to work alongside the Garmin Explore app isn't it and I
0: just find that app a lot more user friendly Um, the older InReach Mini worked with the older app it was the Earthmate app wasn't it Yeah, and I find the Explore app it, it, it's sort of Garmin um, putting down a route where all devices are using the same app, so it just comes easier. especially if you're using other Garmin products like a Phoenix watch or an Instinct watch or a handheld. They're all working with the same app, and this app allows you to type messages in on your phone and then send them via the satellite system on the inReach, receive the messages on your phone, and actually create courses on the app to send to the device using Bluetooth. So it's just making it more user-friendly, having the new inReach too many. Um, So the new InReach Mini 2 paired with the Garmin Explore app.
1: Fantastic. And also we've got the interface is very similar to what we had on the previous one, isn't it? I think.
0: Very similar, but I think you you've already touched on the fact anyone who's used to using the Phoenix watches mm. or the Instinct watches, the way you scroll through the menus seems to be a bit more straightforward than the older unit. Very similar, but I think they've just made it easier to understand and they are definitely copying the way the buttons work on a watch. So anyone who's got a watch would find their way around the, the in reach mini tune with no issues at all.
1: And there's one big thing actually is not on this list, but there's one of the big things well had to get a grid reference from it now don't we oh yes yeah, so <laughs> no no that seems daft um um a daft thing to say but on,
0: on the original InReach, um no issues when you send where you are people can see where you are no problems that the the monitoring station that then send out the help but you actually viewing the grid reference on the unit on the older unit was just a longitude and latitude mm-hmm. reference what's nice on the new in reach mini 2 they give you a load of different position formats you can put in the unit that mimic what we get in the watches and the handhelds so if you win great britain you can set the unit to ordnance survey british grid and then when you're on one of the navigational screens on the unit one of the screens is simply giving you your current grid reference for ordnance survey maps you can then cross refer it with your map
1: and that was one of the most common questions we got asked with the old InReach: how do i get a grid reference like this and we go sorry you can't you just got a and to be honest, I don't know why well, that wasn't just a software update, but we've got the whole new product that now incorporates it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, so you've got all all the other grid systems that we're used to seeing on the handhelds is now on the InReach Mini 2.
1: And it's now compatible with 60 plus Garmin devices. That's quite a lot isn't it really? Uh,
0: They've just made it um, you've got a lot more devices now if you've got other devices. There's a full list on our frequently asked questions on our website for the product. What we mean by compatible with other devices you might have this little InReach Mini 2 strapped on the back of your backpack. Something happens and you need to initiate the SOS button but you can't quite reach it. Your backpack's falling away from you. Um, you know If you've hurt yourself, if you've got a plethora of watches there's a big list of watches now that will work with it where you can initiate the sos from the watch but there's also handheld units i think there was even cycling units there's a lot more units now that you may be using that will link to the in reach so it just means if you've got the other unit close at the hand you can start that tracking or the sos button initiation from another device um using it as a it's not using bluetooth it's using this uh feature called ENT plus which people will be familiar with i'm sure if they use heart rate monitors and things with a garment, so it's a very low energy, doesn't use a lot of
1: battery. Very good. Anything else that we've missed out on there or not? No, I think that's
0: everything really. Um, and it, you know, it has got a lot of nice new features. And I think just ha- you know, we all want better battery life, especially when it's a safety device. And even if you've already got a handheld device or something else that you've got maps on why wouldn't you send the route to this as well? Because yeah. you've got it on two devices then, and you've got a little bit of backup then using it as. I'm not saying you're necessarily going to use it for navigation, but you can. You've got that backup.
1: I must say, actually, I'm amazed. Like, we've had a few people actually upgrade from Enrich Mini 1 to 2s. There's a, we've sold a lot of InReach Mini 2s. I, I cannot believe, like, we sell a lot of InReach Minis, but there's a real market there. I think a lot of the ultra runners are, and these yeah. kind of people, mountain bikers, lightweight, and those people who spend a lot of time off-grid, it's amazing how many we've sold, to be honest.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Very good. To find out more about the new Garmin InReach Mini 2, just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on GPS Store, and then Two-Way Satellite Communication. The next thing on this month's gps training podcast is a chat about the latest other product as well just released by garmin's the garmin instinct 2 watch so andy what is the garmin instinct gps watch so the instinct watch i always look
0: at the um the instinct watches as a three-in-one watch that's how i always describe them you're getting a watch that is robust and tough and can be used for navigational purposes so you can send courses to it using the the explore app you can get a grid reference out of it you can do a track back on the watch so record an activity and track back to that activity so it's doing a lot of things a bit like what we've just discussed with the inReach Mini 2 hmm. it, it's giving you some navigational features that's the first thing i look at it's a, um, a fitness watch so it'll let you record steps and um, heart rate it's got the vo2 max for those interested in vo2 max shed loads of activities on itself whether you're hiking walking cycling rowing sailing outdoor activities you can record all those activities also has loads of indoor activities as well for treadmills Um, various things you might do um, fitness indoors, you can record those activities as you're doing them on the unit and then when you connect it with the Garmin, connect up, there's loads of information about your fitness levels all taken from um, your activity with regards to your heart rate, the VO2 recordings that it's doing from the... It's actually got a pulse ox, oxygen uh, recorder on the back of the unit using the LED, LED. So lots of fitness things on the unit. I'm probably only touching on them briefly here, but it's just looking at it that it will do what a lot of the Phoenix watches will do with regards to the fitness side of things.
1: And tying into that Phoenix, it's quite interesting because what they brought out now is an S model. So in the past, you had an Instinct one we didn't know as instinct one at a time and then we had an instinct solar now they've brought out a 2s and also a 2s Solo. so you've got the slimmer
0: smaller mm-hmm. smaller screen version as well so there's two different versions now but all of them you know we talk about smart watches and i know people use other there's other watches out there that people get linked to their phones whether it be apple watches etc but it's all about being tough durable and it's the battery life so the smart features mightn't do everything that a smart watch will do I think we have a lot more with regards to the fitness and navigational side than smartwatches, but it will show you text messages coming through, emails coming through, alerts coming through from your phone. So if your phone's tucked away in your rucksack to keep it dry, so it's not getting wet, you will see those notifications coming through on the screen. And the big thing, I think one of the big changes on the smart side of things for the Instinct 2 is it's actually got Garmin Pay on it now so you can link it to a bank account um, on the app and then you can use the watch as a contactless device and um, to pay for items a bit like we have on the newer range of um, phoenix watches so that's one of the new smart features
1: brilliant so let's go over the about the big upgrades really from the garmin yep. instinct to the garmin instinct 2 so key thing again battery life it's just it's phenomenal isn't it Again better and better battery life with every product that comes along, aren't we? Yeah,
0: definitely. So we're looking at things now where, we, you know, we're jumping from 14 days in smart... Um, like, when we say smartwatch mode, just using it as a watch, I think 14 days was brilliant. And that was still getting your your heart rate, doing your steps and getting alerts coming through from your phone, not actually using it for GPS activity recording. But, you know, we used to get 14 days, which I thought was great on the original watch, but we're now getting up to sort of 28 days um with the with the new watch in smart mode you know yeah. and the the gps recording that's just greatly increased as well um you know we were looking at um sort of 30 hours plus with the gps recording so it's just giving it that i, I don't think the battery's actually changed in size when you look right. at some of the news articles that Garmin released when the first when they released the watch it's about changing the way the watch processes the data and having more intelligent chips inside the watch that deal with how the battery's drained so it's not necessarily a bigger battery because the watch is no bigger and of course we've got the slimmer version it's about how all this information is processed with the, the electronics
1: I've not mentioned this to you but about the battery I'm going to talk about it I was out on Saturday and he doesn't even know this I was out on Saturday uh, recording a walk and talk with the Instinct 2 which actually is going to come out today which is Monday or oh, Tuesday the 1st at 11.45 so you can log on to YouTube and, and see that and it was quite a nice day on Sunday so I had my sleeve back on the solar version and what I found was I was putting one hour of charge into the watch every two hours I was taking out. So it yeah. was going down at half the rate by having that sunshine on there. Again, it clouded over a little bit later on the day, but I found that quite amazing. It started off at something like 22 hours of battery life when I was navigating, but after two hours, it was actually 21. I put up an hour in, taking two hours yeah. out. And it just really makes you think, I know you're going to go into darkness at some point, but it makes you think how how, well... They say with the um, with the solar version, if you just use a small watch, it could be you never have to charge. I was just it. gonna very...
0: say that, yeah. I mean the Instinct 2, so that's the standard size one, they're saying potentially unlimited battery with solar and yeah. up to forty-eight hours GPS recording. <clears throat> the base that on you having it worn outside three hours a day and and the, the quote this figure fifty thousand looks is the condition I, I, mean. <laughs> I, do, I mean i did do some digging on it and it's not but you know potentially in this mm-hmm. country um even in the winter when the sun you know we do get sunny days Fifty thousand lux isn't as much as no. you think but i think having anything that's going to add to the battery life is good and they have improving the solar the way the solar works on all the watches all of the time you know it's
1: funny cause the first time i actually went out with it when i was actually i had it on my wrist when i did the quick video I did with the InReach Mini 2 when I'm mm. going back to that one, I was just using it as a smartwatch, I wasn't using it to navigate with, and actually when I was out for days walking just as a smartwatch, I put in two days of batteries, you know it says at the top in like eight, 19 days, yeah. end up at 21 days by having a decent walk with it in sunshine, so it shows it, just go outside for I oh, was outside for maybe five or six hours, how much extra battery I put in there. And again, that was a bright day, freezing cold winter's day, but a bright day. It's mm. like, when you went out for a day and you put a, two days of battery life in there, that's pretty impressive. I think the
0: way things seem to be going with a lot of the new garden products, I think customers are going to hear us more and more on all these podcasts saying, Well, what's the main feature that's changing? We're always going to start with battery because yep. that's what they're trying to do. And I think that
1: solar technologies. Coming on as well, isn't it? So, yeah. so you've talked about the um, you've talked about the the Garmin Pay. Yeah. So, um, when we, so what we're talking about here is what's new compared to those of you who were
0: familiar with the existing Instinct watch, and you're now looking at the Instinct oh. 2 So, battery is the big thing. John mentioned there's the two sizes now, so we have the 2s the, the smaller model for those of you don't want such a big bezel, and then the standard two. We've mentioned the Garmin Pay, so we've now got the Garmin Pay added to the watches. We've also got um, the IQ store. That's something we normally only saw with the Phoenix watches. So that just means there's a load of apps that you can download for free onto the watch. Different watch faces, different data boxes, apps. Um, there's, there's just so many there and it's free. And it's worth having a look at the Garmin IQ store. Um, there is stuff on there. You may think, oh, that would have been a nice data box to have on the unit for something you're doing. And it's not a standard data box. When you get the watch out the box so there's new options there using the connect iq
1: store vo 2 that's what you mentioned vo2
0: yeah so it's interesting it, it, it had the um on the solar model the original solar model did actually add the pulse ox measuring but it didn't give you this vo2 reading i love vo2 readings because they're uh, i don't know if any of you've played about with, you, with a watch with vo2 but the garmin app will tell you your fitness age based on all the information it's getting and it needs this vo2 to do that <clears throat> it will show you directly on the watch rather than just the app and my watch often knocks um five or six years off my actual age so garmin never lies <laughs> but yeah you've got so those you're into your fitness recording and looking at all this data you've got the vo2 max um it'll display that as well directly on the watch as well as the connect app
1: and then coming over from the phoenix we've now got the recovery time on there haven't we so something we've had in the phoenix for a little while nice yeah so, so
0: when you do different activities it's giving you information about you know what rest you should take how long to recover before the next activity all based on the more and more you record with the device the more and more the watch get builds up a picture of how your heart rate's doing and what these uh, you know the pulse ox measurements are the vo2 measurements and that's how it's working out you know as a guide at the end of the day it's there to help you
1: and then we've got the mountain bike dynamics have come over as well, haven't they? Yeah,
0: I've not I must admit not being a mountain biker myself, it's not something I know an awful lot about. But those of you out there who are into your mountain biking, um, if you've used one of the edge uh, Garmin Edge cycle units they have this thing where it works out. It's called grit flow. So it's something probably for those of you who are into mountain biking, you'll understand if you're already using a Garmin Cycle unit what this grit flow is where it's working out information about <clears throat> trail difficulty how you descend a trail things to beat the next time you're doing a trail it's recording information about what you're doing and putting it into something that's more understandable for mountain bikers out there so it's something maybe we'll have to try something when we're out mm-hmm. on my mountain bikes but it does have this thing called mountain bike um the grit flow measurements where it rates the trail difficulty
1: brilliant and then we've got more advanced sleep monitoring the old one did have sleep monitoring i think the
0: main thing i've noticed yes so the old watch um when we talked about the fitness side of things i didn't mention the sleep monitoring so it measures your your sleep patterns Uh, it can tell if you're moving around a lot in your sleep you can have it measuring your, your heart rate while you're sleeping you could only see that information on the connect app if i remember rightly on the old watch but with a new watch you can actually go directly onto the watch and look at the information which you couldn't do on the old one.
1: That all ties into that body battery, I mean, it's amazing actually how accurate that body, I don't know if people have seen the body battery on, on the watches now where you can you know if you have a bad night's sleep and you feel quite run down, the watch is kind of telling that you No, know, you say you should sleep and you, your body battery goes from 20% up to 80% or something but if you have a yeah. bad night's sleep or not enough sleep, your body battery only goes up to 60% and it, it's quite, it's quite yeah. interesting to see how that all ties in now doesn't it quite accurate data as well um respiration tracking yes shows how you're breathing through the day it gives you exercises you
0: can do on the watch for breathing and again it's just looking at your heart rate patterns when you're exercising to give you information on how how you that's how it looks at the breathing it's not again it's there we know it's not a medical device as such it's there to give you a guide but as john's mentioned i think having all this information and just that body battery really does help. Um, I think
1: the body battery brings it all together in one simple place and actually kind of tells you, right, have a restful day or you're feeling great, go and do X, Y, and Z. So I think it's quite interesting to see how that goes. Again, on the fitness side, you've mentioned fitness age, intensity minutes is what's come on there. Yeah, it?
0: intensity minutes. So it's basically looking at when you do activities, um, it classes um, certain activities as you need to do a bit more. It needs to be a bit more intense, a bit more vigorous what you're doing. If I do gentle jogs every night, the watch will sort of prompt me and you can see, oh, you haven't done that many intensity minutes where you're doing something a bit more vigorous and it goes back to when we talked about the fitness age the watch will actually say things to me and it doesn't talk to me but it'll display um when I'm looking at the Garmin Connect app it'll say if you get your BMI down your body mass index because you're typing your weight and I keep changing the weight as my weight changes and it'll say well if you get a little bit more weight down if you do x amount minutes of more vigorous activity a week your fitness age can potentially come down by another couple of years there's just information that I think it sort of motivates you and Mm -hmm. pushes you to get out there, do a little bit more, let's do a more vigorous run tonight rather than a gentle jog or cycle ride, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's just all information that I think helps keep you motivated, you know.
1: And then they've now brought in the women's health tracking. Again, that's come over from the Phoenix Watch onto the Instinct 2, doesn't it? Yeah, so
0: um, you can put in information. Um, I noticed if um, you had a lady out there who was pregnant, you can put information in about your pregnancy, uh, menopause information all sorts of stuff like that, which we used to see on the... It was on the latter Phoenix watches. It so it's information that, as a female, you would enter into the app, and the watches then just prompting you based on that information that you put in to help guide you again, all about health, and just giving you stats that are going to guide you to to, to be more healthy, I suppose. And I would
1: just say, all the stuff we've just discussed complements what was already on there. So we can, I'm not going to go through but all your A, B sensors, your trackback routing, marking waypoints, all your safety tracking features... Following a course, so again navigating a course, just like we talked. So use something like our free OS route planning software, load it onto that watch and get navigating a course. There's just you no know, these things now. It's 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 so advanced, Andy, isn't it? It's, it's like it's it's world of itself. We love
0: the original instinct watch. You know, we go back to a lightweight, robust watch, it had good battery life. We talked about the three-in-one. It was a smart watch, a fitness watch, a navigational watch. They've just added a load more features to it. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if they keep improving things, why not? It's great, you know, just seeing all the new features come through. Onto the new watches,
1: mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant. As I say I've had one on my wrist for the last well since it came out, so three or four weeks. I had it on my wrist. Really like it. Um, again, uh, there'll be a video going on YouTube and it'll be in the on our website at the end of the week as well, which will um, which shows you the me going for a walk with. us I, I, I thoroughly enjoy. It. I think it looks quite smart as well. It's I
0: comfortable. It's a, I, I like. I've always liked the nice soft silicon strap on the Instinct. I dunno, it feels a little bit softer mm-hmm. than the Phoenix watches. Maybe because the watch is a lot lighter as well you hardly know
1: you're wearing it And you were already ready to do the online resource on it Andy that's your next job after the InReach yeah, Mini we're just
0: learning how to use the watch <laughs> getting all these features into our head and then we're going to start putting together online training videos on using the new instinct watch
1: i think as well is 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 you know, loading routes on it or loading course on things. you do need that training with something like this you no know, like if you want to use it as a navigational tool there's quite a lot of information you no know, you can change the fields to meet your requirements and i know, i'll be honest with you i watched the online resource for the the first one just to get my head around this one once i got going and i think it is like with these things you can put them on your wrist use them as standard and go okay you can get 80% out of it or 70% you get into grips with it Andy and in, go through the videos the online resource you will get a lot out of your watch won't you yeah I
0: mean I, my, I wear the watches myself as you know and I personalise them all There is things I change you know I know a lot of time with the, I don't, the handheld outdoor GPS is a lot of the data boxes are hardly changed. it's the odd one mm-hmm. but I find more and more with the watches it's me thinking when I'm running what do i want to see on the screen what data box do i want to see is it because i'm training for event and i know how fast i should what my average speed should be if i'm going to be able to complete this event so i'll have data boxes like that whereas i might be using the watch for hiking and i'm not really bothered about my speed i'm not saying you wouldn't be but everyone's different and i want to see something more to do with how long is it going to take us to get to the end of this course i'm following so it's just being able to personalize the
1: watch and more so again, there'll be videos going out of this walk and talk I did with it, which will be out uh, today and then you'll see it in newsletters at the end of the week or alternatively, you want to find out more about the Garmin Instinct watches, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS store on the top menu bar and then GPS watches. And again, I would highly recommend it. I'm not biased, but I think it's a really nice. It, I, I was thinking this when I was walking with it. If you've never had a smart watch or a navigational watch, the Instinct is a really nice First step into there, Andy, isn't it? Because you're not it, the, the problem with the Phoenix is they're quite expensive. That's the reality. It's, it's that you're paying
0: for the colour screen and the mapping. Yeah. I mean, I know there's other things. I'm not. That, that sounds very loose. Just to see you're paying for the colour screen and mapping, but that that's the big thing. You're getting a monochrome screen without a um, a topographic map on the screen, but it does have a lot of the features mm-hmm. that we see, if not most of them, in the Phoenix watch.
1: And I think where a lot of people will really benefit from a watch is what? So a lot of us just go walking where we know have a local walk two or three times a week and what you can do with a watch is you can record that activity and measure your fitness looks at your heart rate and monitors all that so if you kind of just do a lot of walking locally a watch as an added extra like something like an instinct 2, is a really nice addition to that exercise it overlays it on the map show your heart rates and this kind of thing doesn't it
0: final thing on the instinct watch i love but i know we can do this on other watches as well but you talk about if you're doing the same sort of thing all the time and you're just monitoring your health maybe doctors told you to get out do a bit more walking so you can compare each time what i love about the watches you can this is me thinking of me jogging and me running that i've taken up i can race against myself i love it so i can record a run and then a week later i'm doing the same run I can say find the one from a week later and you see on the screen two little images of of a man or lady and one's chasing the other and you can see that you're a little bit ahead of what you did the week before and it it motivates me, it gets me going quicker each time I go, it's going to get the stage where maybe you can't get any quicker but i love being able to race against mm-hmm. yourself you can walk it doesn't have to be running you can walk against yourself
1: well i think this just summarizes our thought of this watch because actually i'd finished off the article we're still talking about it two or three minutes yeah. later i think it is i think it's a really nice addition and i think well done garmin and uh, we've I say we've done a video we've actually and he doesn't know this i actually got a, a um the s version as a demo as well from garmin so we've got this one which is the full-size solar panel and then i've got a standard uh, s version as well so we're so going to do some bezel, videos yeah. on that and we'll see that out and about so We'll do that on some of the videos as well the next thing on this month's gps training podcast is andy's top tips so sticking with a watch and instinct in reach mini themes Andy, we have got a phoenix watch um, um top tip to start off with don't you
0: yeah um something that came about um it was actually last year um with the garmin phoenix watches um the newer range of phoenix watches so really I, I sort of seen it coming in with some of the fives and uh, the five x's and then the, the phoenix sixes and the sevens it's the watches that you can put music on so you can use it as an mp3 player linked to bluetooth headphones and the watches that have the garmin pay garmin use this protocol for when it's connected to a computer that i'll not get too geeky with it it's just so you get an idea why you might be seeing something not happening when you've got a mac computer so Garmin on a Phoenix watch use this thing called MTP, which stands for Media Transfer Protocol. In a nutshell, it's just the way where if you plug your Phoenix watch into a computer using the USB cable, it's how your computer recognises the watch and sees it as an external drive. Now, to be honest, most of the time, I don't look at my watch plugged into a computer. You can use the Garmin Connect app to see data from the watch. You can use the Garmin Connect app to sync um, sync courses to the watch etc but sometimes you may just want to connect your gps device to a computer to manually copy in could be music you can just like you would if you had anyone who had an mp3 player if you had an ipod if you had a mac you could copy music directly into the device so with the phoenix watch you can do that no problem on a windows computer and also and um, we have videos on how you put courses um, directly onto a phoenix Watch into the new files folder but what we discovered i think it was due to some mac software update so if you've got a mac computer windows computer you don't need to worry but if you've got a mac computer we suddenly discovered with these new watches that when you plug the watch into the mac depending what operating system you've got all of a sudden the mac does not see the phoenix watch as an external device right So I did loads of digging on this, um, because Garmin basically said uh, it was a, a, when we say a Mac issue, Mac weren't allowing the the coding, I think, to allow media transfer protocol um, to work on a Mac computer, but we thought there's got to be a solution to this, and to be honest, just by trolling Mac forums and Garmin Garmin forums, I discovered a bit of software you can put onto your Mac from a website, I'll just read this website out, it's called uh, www.android.com forward slash file transfer so it's www.android.com forward slash file transfer you need to have a mac with an operating system of 10.7 or higher for it to work but if you download that bit of software and put it on your mac you then get under your devices when you've got the watch connected, you can actually see this file transfer program and it then basically lets you see the internal workings of your Phoenix five, six, seven watch. So you can then copy and paste courses into the new files folder or drop music into the music folders as MP3 files.
1: Brilliant. That's a good top tip. And then the second top tip, InReach Mini 2 battery save tips yeah
0: so. we've only just got the inReach Mini 2 but of course we're talking about getting the best battery out of the unit and Garmin quoting these figures of um, what you can get with the battery but there's always things to look at with any new device things that are really going to help you save on battery some of these you'll probably find on if you've got the original inReach Mini and um, some of these settings you will find Basically, if you get a new InReach Mini 2 from us, one of the things I would look at is the brightness first. It's a monochrome display. doesn't actually need to be that bright. It works in sunlight. So when you turn the unit on, if you go into the settings, there's a settings and system. There's an option that says display. And there you can actually set the brightness level. Now, you don't really need it. I had a play about with it earlier, and I found if I put it at 25% or 100% when I was outside was no real difference. Different if you're inside a room playing about with a unit so I found just putting the battery level down to 25% from the setup and brightness so settings so you go into the settings system and display and you put the brightness down also within that setting it's how long it stays on for you don't need it really to be on any more than 30 seconds you're not going to be you know once you're finished looking at it you put it back on your backpack you don't need it on all the time so just looking at things like the backlight and the brightness the other thing to look for when it's tracking um the activity tracking, bear in mind Garmin quote the figures based on it tracking either ten minutes um or thirty minutes if you really want the long battery life. This is when you're paying for the subscription you want friends and family to see where you are. Do they need to see where you are every 10 minutes if you're walking? You might even put it just to every hour for peace of mind. So it's going into the settings and the tracking and changing that tracking. It's actually the send interval, sorry. So it's how often if you are gonna use it. Now some of you mightn't be paying the subscription where you get the free track points. So just be careful with that. But if you are paying say the second subscription up, which is the recreational package, you've got unlimited tracking. So friends and family can see where you are, but potentially changing that to 30 minutes or an hour is really going to increase your battery life it does have something in the settings and tracking to do with the activity recording that's separate from the safety tracking where friends and family can see where you are that's the tracking you use for the little breadcrumb trail if you want to track back so in the settings and tracking and activity recording it's normally set as standard that will really save battery but bear in mind at the standard setting it's only recording every 10 minutes so when you do a breadcrumb trail back not so bad when you're walking but if you were cycling with it you'd probably want to change that to the higher detail setting but bear in mind you're not going to get the battery life figures that we're quoting when you change that to the higher detail level setting Brilliant. And the final one, and these are all, and bear in mind, these are all going to go on the online resource in the next week, so you will be able to look on there. I will have a section called Battery Save Tips. But the final one, John mentioned about the unit now picking up multi, or we discussed together, sorry, the unit picking up multi GNSS so that it picks up a lot more satellites to give you that quicker, more accurate fix that will use more battery. So if you're in open, an open view of the sky, you're not in an area where there's forest and trees, you haven't got cliffs at the side of you, You could just go into the setting and system and in GPS, just leave it as GPS. That's absolutely fine for most situations. If you were then in deep forest and you were worried you're not getting that quick send an accurate fix that's when you would change it to the multi GNSS, but it will use more battery. so just bear in mind keeping a gps and only use the multi GNSS when needed if you're really wanting to conserve that battery
1: so i'll quickly summarize that and these top battery save tips is lower the uh, the brightness of the of the bat light to maybe 25 percent um time out that screen after 15 30 seconds i think you, you said the a better option yeah, yeah. Um, Activity recording, again, um, it's, you want to high if you're cycling um, or running, but you can come that down to medium if you want to preserve your battery Standards, standard, standard, sorry. The standard set, yeah. um, and then, yeah, set your tracking intervals for a little bit longer uh, to improve your battery life. And then don't forget if you really want to uh, preserve that battery life just use the got the american gps system uh, rather than the uh, multi uh, gnss isn't it yeah, that's but right. again it's it's but you are when we've got a really good battery life on it we're really pushing it to, to like yeah. you are off grid for you no know, 30 days or something like that aren't we to use this
0: yeah i mean if i'm just going out for a few days and i know i'm going to come back and charge it some of these settings aren't as relevant but it's more when you are trying to get that 10 days 14 days that you know you have got to look at settings if you've got it set so the screen's on full brightness it is doing the the sending every 10 minutes and you've got the activity recording set to high you're not going to get that same battery life that we're quoting in the specs that's so just bearing that in mind but i will be adding these videos are going to get added to the online resource in the coming you know the next week or two there will be a section on battery save tips for the inReach Mini 2.
1: To find out more of these top tips, please do sign up to the GPS training online resource. This is packed full of videos. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on online resource on the top menu bar. And finally, Many thanks for joining us on the latest GPS Training Podcast. If there's anything you'd like to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch and please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. Please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses around the country and also our online training courses, both the online resource. And we also now do on one-to-one online Zoom training And if you can tell a friend about the GPS Training Podcast and about GPS Training as a whole, that would be very much appreciated. And please, please do subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And if you can leave us a review and a five-star rating, that is also very much appreciated. Many thanks, Andy, for joining me on the podcast. Have you enjoyed the latest podcast, Andy? Yeah, it's
0: nice to have new toys to play with. New yeah. toy
1: space. Now, you know what I'm going to do here is Andy's dying to get his hands on the new Phoenix 7. So Andy, you can only do that when you've done the online resource for the InReach Mini. Online resource for the Instinct two, and then the brand new Phoenix seven will be on your desk, Andy. Yeah, good. That's some motivation, is it? Yeah, he's well, gonna have them all. He's gonna work through the nights now together. <laughs> Doesn't he so you get your new hands on the new? It's like,
0: we we play about with the units first, don't we, to get a yeah. feel of them before we start putting the videos together, um, mm-hmm. just so you don't miss things. But we've started. I mean, the InReach Mini two, we've already got quite a few videos there, so we're going to start finishing those off in the next few days, and then we'll start on the um, the Instinct.
1: Yes. And I must say a very big thank you to Garmin. I don't know if people realise Garmin kindly letting us have um, demo units at a slightly cheaper price. In the past, we used to just buy them at normal price. But uh, with all the good work we've been doing the podcast and the videos, Garmin are thankfully letting us have them at slightly discount right? which enables us to do a lot more models. As I say, we can do videos then on the Instinct, Instinct S uh versions and we can do videos on all the different phoenix models as well so yeah thank you you. very big thank you to garmin for that so yeah cheers andy for joining me and i hope you enjoy the latest gps training podcast thank you
0: thanks for listening to the gps training podcast the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor gps navigation